That's it. That was your cue. What was my cue? That right there. You're supposed to say, Masterpiece Audio Theatre Presents. Masterpiece Audio Theatre Presents. That's right. Then you say, Myths from Around the World. Myths from Around the World. Okay, and a stranded in the middle of nowhere podcast. A stranded in the middle of nowhere podcast? Well, where are we? How are we going to get home? I'm going to get scared. Everything will be all right, trust me. Oh, and this is our submission for the Dog Days of Podcasting 2022. Sinbad's Fourth Voyage, Part 3. They at last threw them down upon me, and having closed the mouth of the pit, went their way. Now I was in worse plight than I had ever been. On that cabin floor, there were bodies and bleached bones of those that had died a natural death, cheek by jowl with those that had perished in the fulfillment of this abominable custom. And I said to myself, better to remain single and live than to marry and be buried alive. Nevertheless, Knowing not night from day, I kept myself from death by eating sparingly of the cakes and drinking some of the water. For I was in no mood to die in so vile a manner after having come through such great perils by mountain and sea. At length, when I had eaten all the cakes and drunk all the water, and hunger and thirst began to cry out within me, I arose and wandered to and fro in the cavern, stumbling and falling over dead bodies, and biting the dust of bones that had crumbled long since. By dint of much groping in the dark, I at length found the wall of the cavern, and selecting therein a cavity free from bones and corpses, I stretched myself and slept. I was awakened later, as if by hunger and thirst, knocking at the door, and while I sat in gloom, thinking of the plenty in Baghdad, fool that I was to leave it, I heard a sudden noise. Looking forth from my cavity, I saw that the stone had been removed from the opening of the cavern, and a dead body was being lowered. It was the body of a man, and after him was let down the living body of his wife. She was weeping and wailing for him and for herself. Then the mouth of the cavern was closed again, and all was dark and silent, save for the wailing of the woman echoing through the cavern. Alas, she cried, that I should die of this lingering death. Had I the means to end my life, then I would do it. Would that there were one here to slay me. When I heard this, I remembered that I had never been able to resist the pleadings of a woman. So I arose, and taking a stout leg bone in my hand, I slew her according to her desire, and took her seven cakes in the pitcher of water, which she would no longer need, and, retiring to my cavity, I ate and drank. This thing occurred many times during my sojourn in that cavern, for a number of married men and women chanced to die, and though they did not always cry out for me to slay them, I knew their prayer beforehand, and answered it speedily. Thus the cakes and the water bequeathed to me stayed my spirit, and I continued to live. Time passed slowly, but yet it passed. I had no other means of measuring it except to call an hour a day and a day a year. And I was weary to death of all of it when an unwanted thing occurred. 
I was awakened suddenly from sleep by a noise at the far end of the cavern. Then I heard footsteps as of some beast. I arose and, arming myself with a stout bone, advanced upon the intruder, but it heard me and fled from me, and I could not come at it. Yet, as I followed its footsteps, I saw its form darken a pin spot of daylight at the end of a crevice of the cavern. This gave me a glimmer of hope, for where the beast had passed, I myself might pass, and so gain the outer air. Over jagged points of rock I clambered towards that opening, now losing sight of it, and now gaining view of it again, until at last I reached it and found that it was indeed a communication with the outer country. With some difficulty, I forced my way through it and climbed down my perilous pathway to the seashore. I had escaped from the sepulchre of the living and the dead, and I praised God for the sight of the sky and the sea. But when I looked into my position and found behind me an impassable precipice, before me the wide-stretching sea, and above me the dome of heaven, I sat down on the shore with my head on my knees and said within myself, There is no way out. I cannot scale the sheer cliff, neither can I tread the fish's pathways in the sea, nor can I walk the tracks made by the birds in the air. There is no way out. Day followed day, and I strove to stay my hunger with what shellfish I could find, but the supply was meager, and again and again I was forced to return to the cavern to receive the reward of cakes and water in return for merciful death dealt by my hand. Far be it from me to rob the dead, and none can say I did so. It was in the spirit of the last gift, generously bestowed by those about to die, that the chains of pure gold were hung about my neck, and the rich jewels thrust upon me. These keepsakes of many I retained, assured that later I should carry them with me to a nameless grave in a desolate spot. But God, in his infinite mercy, willed it otherwise. For one day, sitting sadly on the shore as was my wont, I espied a vessel on the sea. Hope surged high within my breast, and I arose and stripped myself of my white garment, and mounted it on the staff, and run wildly to and fro, waving it above me. And, when my signal was observed, the vessel stayed its course and sent a boat ashore. Who art thou, and what dost thou hear? cried one from the boat as it ran up on the beach. Know ye not that this is a desolate coast, and none has ever been seen upon it? And I greeted them with joy, and answered them, telling them my strange experience in a few words. Then, their wandering strong within them, they took me across to the ship, and led me before the master, who marveled greatly at finding a man where none had ever seen a human being before. He asked me many questions. And when I answered him, giving him the whole story of my adventure as hereto set down, he was a man bewildered, raising his eyes to the heaven, said, By Allah, thy case is extraordinary, and all around wondered that a man could experience such things and live. In return for his kindness in rescuing me from my terrible plight, I tendered him some of the rarest jewels that I had brought with me from the cavern. But he refused me courteously, saying, Nay, O oh my brother, if we find in one like the case with thee, we succor him and give him eat and drink, and, if he be naked, we clothe him. Then, at the first city we reach, we set him on land with some valuable token of our goodwill, for it is so with us of the sea, that we are not unmindful of the sufferings of others. And when I heard this, I prayed for him and his family, that he and they might live long in health and prosperity. Our journey from that place where I had suffered so much 
took us from island unto island towards the city of El Barashah. As we proceeded, the places where we cast anchor grew more and more familiar to me, and, as of old, I bought and sold as merchants do. At length we arrived at the city of El Barashah, whence, having transacted business there for some days, bartering and selling the jewels that I had acquired, I journeyed to Baghdad. There, in the bosom of my family, and surrounded by my companions, I returned to my former habit of life. These, then, were the experiences of my fourth voyage, and, O oh, my brother Sinbad the landsman, if thou wilt honor me with thy presence tomorrow, I will relate to thee still stranger things that befell me in my fifth voyage. You have been listening to Empath Studios' presentation of the myths from around the world, a special Dog Days of Podcasting contribution. Sound clips are from GarageBand and can be found in their samples library. The stories that we have shared can be found at gutenberg.org. We can be found on Facebook on the Masterpiece Audio Theatre page, on nimlast.org, or you can email us at j at jglangjans.com. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 4.0 unported license. Thanks for joining us.